Hello and welcome back to Sea Red UK. We're quite simply Chicago Bulls. We're now a member of the Fans First Sports Network. And wherever you're listening, rate, review, subscribe. And if you're watching on YouTube, make sure you hit the subscribe as well. I'm Matt, and as usual, joined by Neil. How are we doing, Neil? I'm okay. Um, I'm excited. Uh, we've got our new uh, Fans First Sports Network partnership going on. And with it now, we're trying something new with how we're filming tonight. So hopefully this all goes well, especially as we have a, uh, a special guest with us tonight. Um, we have Jimmy from the host. He's the host of No Ball Podcast and the main man for the UK, UK Chicago Bulls. How are you doing, Jimmy? Yeah, I'm very well. Thanks, guys. Thanks for having me on. Appreciate it. It's always good to catch up. Yeah, absolutely. Um, I know we, you uh, gave us the, the pleasure of being on your podcast there recently. So uh, we were definitely due to repay the favour. So you're very welcome to join us. We'll talk a, a bit of bulls with a UK perspective from both sides of the coin. Absolutely. Yeah. Yes. Uh, well, not that there's a great deal to talk about at the moment, but yeah, we're, there's there's plenty to, to touch on anyway. So, yeah, it's, I'm, look, I'm looking forward to it. Definitely. Sounds good. I really enjoyed it when, you, when, you, when we sort of did it before. So, uh, yeah, looking forward to it. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, I, yeah, I lost the sound then, so I don't know what you just said, but um, I guess uh, well, you was just introducing yourself. So. Yeah, that was uh, it. There wasn't too much to it. We just said hello. Yeah. Um, so yeah, obviously, welcome, Jimmy. Um, I guess anybody who's listening pretty much knows who you are and stuff anyway, but. Um, just want to talk about your your Bulls fandom and obviously what you what you do. Yeah, so uh, a lot of people probably bored of me saying my story about how I was a a kid of the nineties, much like yourselves, really. Hence why we're Bulls fans, and um, I stopped following it two thousands, basically when we dropped off a cliff. <laughs> um, football took over my life, or soccer, if you're uh, across the pond. And it's a big regret of mine, actually, that I stopped following the sport. But I got back into it about seven years ago now, I think. So my first season back was a three-alpha season with uh, Jimmy Butler, Dwayne Wade and Rajan Rondo. Um, and, yeah, I've been absolutely hooked ever since. And I love it now more than ever. So, yeah, absolutely hooked. That's my backstory <laughs> in a nutshell. Yeah, Um we like to ask every guest, who's your all-time favourite ball and your current favourite ball? We know the answer to that one, but... All-time <laughs> all time is, is, is Michael Jordan, without a shadow of a doubt. Closely followed by Dennis Rodman, though. I'm a massive, massive Dennis Rodman fan. So, um, But if, if I had to pick one, it would be MJ for sure. And uh, current, it, yeah, if you don't know, it's, it's uh, Alex Caruso, of course. Yeah, so... Are you uh, anything, Neil, before we move on to current Bulls talk? Yeah, no, I just thought, like, you know, obviously you're very similar to ourselves in that you've got involved in the content creation and all that side of things, Jimmy. Kind of what brought you into into getting that involved into that side of, of uh, Chicago Bulls fandom? So it's something I was thinking about for a while and a few people had started a Bulls UK account and then it just sort of stopped and, and it started and then someone else started and it stopped, etc. And I thought about doing it and uh, 2018, I think it was like December 2018, I set the, the account up with a name. But I didn't do anything with it because at that time I didn't feel like I knew enough to really do it. And I didn't want to just half ass it. I wanted to do it properly. So I just kind of sat on it for a little bit, was doing a lot of thinking about it. And then uh, Bryn and Dean from NBA UK fans asked me if I would help along, asked me and the two Riches if we would help along uh on on their socials and stuff so i started doing a bit of that and i was really enjoying it but i found myself obviously mainly trying to tweet about the balls and stuff so it was predominantly what i was watching and then once i had got to a point where i felt comfortable i was like what the hell i'm gonna fire up that account and um, that can just be solely balls related and we'll see how it goes so yeah probably like one of the best things i've ever done to be honest it's i spoke to matt about this privately but it's it it it's an escape for mm. real life you know a lot of what happened the crap that we all have to deal with in real life right so 
uh, a lot of it is just it gets me away and it, it takes my mind off of other things and etc so yeah it's been it's it's hard work at times as you boys well know um, and you put a lot more content out than I do so you're well aware of how how much time it takes but I, I honestly I love every second of it I really do and I'm I'm on Twitter way more than I should be <laughs> yeah on uh, on with Twitter obviously been a, a fellow sort of creator whatever you want to class yourself as do you find it hard not to get drawn into like you put something out and somebody put something negative towards it do you find it not to argue hard not to argue back as such like for example i've just put some out about vooch playing for montenegro tonight first retweet or repost whatever they're called these days it was a negative comment and you just think you know it is what it is and it's hard not to react to that i would say that's my biggest downfall as as a person in general is i i react too quickly and i'm quite an emotional person as well so I do wear my heart on my sleeve. People always kind of know whether, and sometimes it's the same when I'm watching a game, I might tweet something and then afterwards think about it. But that was a bit of a stupid thing to say, but that's just how I felt in the moment, right? So I don't ever regret, well, no, that's not true. I don't regret things like that because that's just how you feel. But I, yeah, I I usually do bark back and I usually end up regretting it because it just, it's not a good look, is it? But and let's be honest, there's so many trolls, especially on Twitter, so many trolls that are just out for for attention and, and what have you. And the worst thing you can do is give them that attention. But I, I yeah, I do struggle. That is one of my things that I've really tried to work on this past sort of year or so, I think. Um, I'm not always successful, but I am working on it. <laughs> Yeah, I don't really get drawn into it from time to time. It's hard. It's hard not to, especially when you're passionate about something. Yeah, and then obviously you'd come on something like this and you talk and it gives you a chance to get your proper opinion across rather than the 240 characters that you're allowed on Twitter. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's, yeah, like, like I said, I put something out tonight about Vooch and the first comment was negative and you just think, yeah, I get it if you don't like Vooch. I'm learning not to reply to them now. It's just same as all the videos, you know, the P will videos and stuff, which we'll get into in a minute. But um, you know, it's the amount of negative comments and yeah, it's just I don't know how Bulls main admin team do it because the amount of negative comments that they get is just like sell the team, do this, do that. And I just think they're just guys sat behind a computer. <laughs> do you know what I mean? That they've created the content whether it's the picture the video whatever it is and people just slate it straight away and you just say you know give them a break sort of thing i think some people genuinely think like uh, jerry reinstorf runs their twitter or billy donovan runs their twitter or whoever it is at the time that they're hating on is running the twitter yeah i i mean i i feel sorry for the guys that they do it but that, that they don't take it personally i'm, I'm yeah. well i'm almost certain they don't and there's uh, there's teams in a lot worse position than 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 the Bulls uh, content guys um, who have to deal with a lot worse, I'm sure. So um, yeah, I mean, I guess it's part and parcel of it. They they they're better people than me because they can just forget about it and move on. Um, I guess when you're doing it for that bigger platform, you have no choice, right? Because mm. if you do react, the chances are you're probably not going to have a job for very long. Um, whereas obviously ours are a little bit more, well, certainly mine is, is quite a personal. I don't really use my personal Twitter account. I only really use the Bulls one now. So um, yours, obviously you guys use your, your personals as well. So it's, you can get your opinion across that way a bit better, which may be something I should probably do, but um, mine's quite a personal one. And it's, I, I try not to, <sighs> I think I'm quite careful with, with not being too controversial with, with certain things and, things like language and stuff like that i try generally not to put too much bad language out and stuff like, i don't know it's silly little things that i'm quite good at and then there's other things that I've, I've got a lot of work to do on so yeah and i suppose the fact that they get paid to do it probably helps quite a lot as well <laughs> I mean, very true we're, yeah we're doing it through uh the payment of love and passion and that's about it in it so 
I don't know. I wonder sometimes why we do do it <laughs> oh, <yeah. laughs> for abuse, hardship, and lack of sleep sometimes. But you know. <laughs> Another sort of question. I'm not trying to throw anybody under the bus or draw anybody into an argument, but do you find it hard being in the UK? Do you find it hard being taken serious being in the UK? Do you know, there are times, yes. And I think before, probably before I went to Chicago, there were certain people that probably didn't take it so serious. Um, but I met so many good people and, and I spoke to you about it before. Like, And I've, I've said this to everyone. The people, in the, the, the legit people in Chicago, the legit fans, the ones that, you know, the decent people, they made me feel so welcome like so so welcome more than i can ever imagine might sound silly but when i actually sit down and think about it, it i do get quite emotional about it because i'm just a and 39 year old bloke from little england who tweets nonsense and like i've said to you before i'm not the most knowledgeable person about the game i don't know basketball inside out there's a lot that i don't know and i don't understand um and rightly so people could call me out for that but i'll hold my hands up um, but when it comes to the passion side, I just love the team and I, I will back them always. So I, I feel like I've been quite lucky on the whole that most of the people I felt kind of support from um, and, and we message from time to time with some of the people I'm over there and stuff. So I don't there are times when you might get the odd t- reply to a tweet saying, like, what do you know or whatever? And you just kind of I don't know. I try not to take that too personally because this just twitter isn't it let's be honest but so it's hard sometimes but yeah i I, to answer your question i I don't think i don't really ever feel like i don't know like i'm not welcome to balls nation because of i'm english i guess Mm. yeah i mean obviously it's hard with the 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 time difference as well in it the you know obviously the fact that chicago's six hours behind so you know they're probably what just about getting ready to sit down for their evening meal you know, just as we're getting ready to go to bed, and that seems to be when a lot of the news drops. So we don't get it until whatever time we get up in the morning, and it's like well, we're behind now. Do you know what I mean? It's it's difficult in that sense, but I mean, as we've discussed before, us two don't sleep, so that's why <laughs> you know we're usually on top of it. But or I'm up for work at four o'clock in the morning, so it's usually not long after the news has dropped that I, I see it. But you know, obviously at the minute. I've got no reason to be up apart from work, so I am missing a lot of the new, well, when like the IO news dropped and stuff like that, I was busy and uh, you know, you kind of feel like oh, I'm behind now, and then you're trying to play catch up and something else happens and it's just like, oh. you know and yeah, obviously Twitter runs away, doesn't it? Mm. You know, you, you lose track of what's going on half of the time. It's hard to be on it constantly. I mean, I'm I'm quite lucky with work. I can be on it quite a lot at work and stuff. Um, but I I I kind of don't like if I'm with the kids and stuff or on a day out. I'm on a day out with the kids. I I'm comfortable with with leaving it. And if something happens, it's just that you know is what it is. I, I won't sort of if we're out for the day. I won't stop my day to be like right. Hang on a minute. I have to concentrate on this for a half hour or whatever. I just listen. I might check it every now and then. But um, on the whole, I'm, yeah, I, as, as obsessed as I am with it, I, I try not to let it take control of my life too much. I don't want that to happen and then to start resenting doing this sort of thing, you know. So it's it's kind of trying to find that happy medium, I guess. Yeah. Which is. Yeah. Yeah. And, you know, obviously we're all in the same boat. Aren't we? We've all got private lives, personal lives that take over from time to time and this just has to go by the wayside doesn't it do you know what I mean it's, as um, a lot of creators tend to do don't they the, the start and then the st- as you mentioned start stop start stop you know you, you've got to have a certain sense of passion to, to do it constantly aren't you? <laughs> 100% yeah. yeah so yeah I mean enough about creators and Twitter and stuff We'll talk some bulls. Um, well, obviously, me and Neil have spoke in dribs and drabs about bits that have gone on. But what's your opinion on 
the Bulls off season so far, going back to the obviously the draft and well everything that's happened since. So obviously the main two pickups are Javon Carter and uh, uh, Tory Craig. Um, yeah. I'm actually really happy with both of those pickups. And listen. Yes, you could argue they're a bit underwhelming. And I don't know what people thought we were going to do. Whether I must admit, I, I kind of thought that one of the big three, if you want to call them that, Demar Vooch or Zach, I, I did feel that one of those at least would have been traded. Uh, I don't think they're going to now. And listen, they may shock us, right? Anything can happen in the NBA. But I'm actually quite happy with what they've done, considering their hands were fairly tied. I, I love the Vooch extension. I think that was an absolute must. I, I I cannot understand the people that wanted him to walk for nothing. I I think he's really underrated, personally. Um, I don't get the hate that he receives. I, I just don't get it at all. All right, listen, his, his three-point shot was a bit off, if we're being honest. But on the whole, he was our, probably our most consistent player last season. So... Why are you not bringing him back? And, and it didn't break the bank to bring him back, right? I mean, it's not like you're giving him a max deal. Um, obviously, you know, the news about Lonzo is just... I mean, I, I sound like a broken record because it's all I seem to talk about, but that's just heartbreaking. And and everyone I see... I, I saw Mo Muncy on Saturday, uh, Sunday at the GG3X3 and he sort of said... Man, if Lonzo was healthy, like you're talking about a different tit, and I'm like, I know, I know, and like that's for him to say that, who's obviously very knowledgeable about a lot more than I am. Um, it, it's hard, man, it's hard to accept the Lonzo news, but I think as hard as it is for a fan, like we said before, it's harder for him, right? Because yeah. you know, he's a young kid and he's just trying to do his craft at the absolute highest level, and he's being denied through no fault of his own. Um, he's not been. You know, he's not done a Jarmorant, if you like, or, you know, it's nothing he's done. It's just injuries suck, right? They happen. Some players are unlucky. I was always, I used to play a lot of football when I was younger and I, I always used to suffer with injuries and it, it, it it's, and that's just, you know, silly little Sunday league level. It's nothing big. And even that sucks. So to be at that level and to, 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 to be so unlucky with, with an injury, especially one that they can't even diagnose, it just sucks. So, but yeah, I, I think, I think Javon Carter is a great get. I really do. And and personally, I'm starting him from the off. I, I think he's going to be a real fan favourite. Obviously, he's, just, he's a Chicago kid as well, um, which we love, right? We all love that, us Chicago Bulls fans. <laughs> um, so, yeah, on the whole, I'm happy, I think. I mean, I'm, I'm glad we extended Kobe as well. I, th I think this time last year, I was ready to let Kobe walk. I'm not going to lie. But he... I mean, he proved me wrong, certainly, last year. I And I take my hat off to him. And, and he, he's always worked hard. It was nothing against him personally. Um, I just didn't think he was going to cut, cut it how we needed him to. But, yeah, last year he was phenomenal. So, yeah, on the whole, I think I think AK and Mark have done really well, to be honest, with what they had, what they could have done. Yeah. I mean, their hands were were tied financially in a lot of ways. We We know there was very little in the way of cap space with a lot of signings required um both you know re-signing players and bringing in new personnel and um i'll be honest it looked like a tall order i didn't see how they could do it without like you say breaking up the core three um but they've done it i'm impressed i, I i've got a lot of hope going forward there's still a few bits to do but um it, it looks like a pretty good off season so far on paper anyway yeah, I mean, as you just mentioned, there's still a few bits to do. It kind of feels like we haven't completed the roster yet. Obviously, no. <clears throat> uh, officially, we've still got one one slot available. I know you're a big Carly Jones fan. Um, it's it's so it's not even so much that I I I I support him massively, and it I'm not saying he he can make it in the league. I, I'm not, but. I want to, I want him to get a chance, and I know he did to a certain extent on the back of last season, kind of. I think nerves got the better of him, if I'm being honest. I it's things like, and, and I've said this to quite a few people, but there's so much hype on Scoot Henderson, right, coming into this season, and 
numbers-wise, Carleek's numbers were better. Not a great deal better, but they were better than Carleek's in the same league last year. And obviously, uh, sorry, better than uh, Scoots in the league last year. Obviously, Carleek got the MVP as well. And I put this to um, Mark Janowski a, a few weeks ago, and, and his response was, Carleek isn't big enough, basically, for the NBA, he gets bullied a bit too much. Whereas, because I asked him what was, you know, he covers the G League. So I kind of asked him how we, why he felt Scoot was so hyped and Carleek not so much. And he kind of said that uh, Scoot was, was more built for the league and he won't be bullied so much, etc. And listen, you got you got to respect that man's opinion, of course. So there's a reason Scoot's been massively hyped and he probably will be a star, don't get me wrong. But I would love to see Carleek do it, even if it's not for us. I love his little journey that he's been on. You know, he's worked his ass off to, to get where he is. Um, so, yeah, I am a Carleek fan. I don't know whether he's going to make it. I'm just rooting for him to make it, basically. Yeah, I mean, we're not, we don't hate on him or anything like that. No. We just kind of feels like that back end of the roster, as usual. The trying to the filling it with players that aren't gonna play. Yeah, this is the problem. My sort of big worry, as I think we've discussed before, is we've only got two centres, obviously Vooch and Drummond. If one of them goes down, I mean, as as Drummond did last year with was it his shoulder injury, whatever it was, who's getting their minutes? Because there is nobody else on the roster that's gonna get them. Um, by bringing in someone like Carly Jones and obviously potentially going into the uh, into the season with that last roster spot open. It's kind of like, you know, what again, it goes back to the roster construction from last year. It's like, it's not, people are saying we've got plenty of depth, but we haven't, not in positions where we need it. And it's like, you know, why bring in another guard to sit on the bench when you could be using that money, that spot to bring in a big that we actually need that, can sit on the bench, but if needed, can play at the same time. Um, I mean, I haven't got a list in front of me. I don't know who's still available. But is there anyone, you know, probably the Twitter rumours and stuff like that that you see that you think to yourself, yeah, why are Bulls picking him up? Um, I think it's not as easy as that, is it? I mean, I, I would, listen, when Brook Lopez hit free agency, we all would have loved Brook Lopez, right? And the chance of getting him was super slim. But, I mean... Imagine him and Vooch. Well, they probably wouldn't have kept Vooch. I don't know. But I, I don't know, man. I mean, I agree. I completely agree with what you're saying, by the way. As much as I love Carly Jones, I, I do think it's a wasted roster spot. I, I really do. Like you say, he's not going to really play. I don't think Dalen Terry's going to play much. Um, I don't know. I don't know who's realistically available for us to get, whether we make a trade. But then... Like you just said, you know, Vooch is your starter without any shadow of a doubt. Drummond's your backup. He has to be. I think he done really well last year. Probably didn't get as much chance as what most people felt. Um, I honestly don't know who they could bring in. But, they, yeah, they need size for sure. Uh, I mean, I, I would have loved Derek Jones Jr. to stay. I know he's not a big, but he, he at least he's, you know, got a bit of size about him. Um I would love to have Javante Green back. I know you you definitely would, Matt. I know you're a massive Javante Green fan. And as far as I know, he's still not been picked up by anybody yet. So that could be an option. And listen, Javante can play bigger than he is. We all know that. I'm not saying he's a centre again, but you're better off getting someone like Javante back than another guard. I mean, like you said, we, we've got so, so many guards, but yet not a natural point guard still, apparently. Apart from Javon Carter, of course. Um, I, I don't know the answer to who they could bring in. To be honest, I, I would love Javonte back. I really, I think most Bulls fans would. To be fair, yeah. yeah. Um, I mean, I think like we've said before with Javonte as well is you've not seen any videos of him. You know, you know, like normally he's, he's taking part in the Chai League and stuff like that. And from what I have seen, he, he's he's been back in Chicago. He's been doing different things but there's no workout videos of him and since that injury just not seen him on a court you know what I mean and it kind of worries me that the injury is worse like Lonzo style do you know what I mean yeah. 
than we were first given the information about, I guess. It's um but yeah, we've said before we'd love Juwante back, even DJJ. Uh I don't know what you think, Neil, if there's anyone that you've seen lately. Yeah, I mean, there's not really much. It's real slim pickings at the five, which is the big problem. Um in regards to free agency, at least. I mean, if they were to do a trade, that, that opens up a few more options potentially for them. But um, there's no obvious person to pick up, really. Uh, you just mentioned, both of you, uh, DJJ. He's still available. I, I mean, he has played the five for us before, as we know. Billy likes to go small ball. So, I mean, you pick up DJJ and then you're kind of covering the four um, and potentially the five if he's required. Um, which we may or may not need someone like that that can cover both four and five. Um, you know, we got Tori Craig now to back up P. Will. And, you know, your guy AC can cover the four as well. I mean, he's another guy like Javante. He's, he's, um, he's a real plug and play kind of character. You can put him into practically any position apart from maybe the five. Um, but it just feels like we're kind of playing with fire a little bit. being so thin on the ground at the five, I think. Um, they need to come up with something. They need to put somebody in there. And the problem is it needs to be somebody that can provide something, but at the same time, it needs to be somebody who is prepared to sit down and not see many minutes unless something goes wrong. Um, so it's very hard to pick up someone of any kind of calibre that's prepared to do that. And that's the problem. Yeah. I mean, you just sort of touched on it then about like Tory Craig and stuff like that. How do you, Jimmy, how do you see... The rotations going. I mean, obviously, we know Billy likes to use his sort of ten-man rotation. We just highlighted the players that we don't think are going to get many minutes. Obviously, Dalen, Julian Phillips, Carly, if he's back. Obviously, Lonzo's on the roster, but not going to play. So we've got ten players there. Um, you know, you've just mentioned. Do you think Javon Carter's going to get the start at a point? Do you think Tory Craig gets? Backup minutes, or does he get the starting role? I think he's coming off the bench. I don't see them dropping Pat Will uh, to the bench. I mean, I could be wrong. I mean, I, don't, I know they have, but I think they really want Pat Will to become the player that that we all hope he's going to become. Um, I'm not against him coming off the bench at all. I mean, he did that at college, right? He never started. He never started for his. I forget who he was. Who, who he was with. Um, but I remember that being a story when we drafted him at, at four. Everyone was saying, well, he doesn't even start. I mean, he finished games, but he didn't start them. So I'm not against him coming off the bench at all. I, I would happily see... I mean, I think Javon Carter has to start at point guard, right? I mean, I don't see... Enough. Kobe could do it. I think he's shown flashes that he could be there. I, I don't want AC to be our starting point guard as much as I love him. I love Alex Caruso coming off the bench. I think he's much more impactful that way. Um, I... Personally, I would start with Carter, uh, Zach, Demar. I think I would start Pat Williams, and obviously Vooch. That would be in my initial starting five. I am open to dropping Pat Will to the bench to bring Tory Craig in, and I certainly wouldn't be upset if Billy started that way. We 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 have got depth. To a degree, I think you know if we got scoring off the bench now, especially if you bench Tory Craig, you got Kobe who was lights out last year. I, I honestly, I he, he impressed me so much, proved me wrong massively. Um, like you say, it, when it comes to size, that's 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 when we're going to struggle. If if like you said, if Vooch or, or Drummond, either of those two do go down with a bad injury, then then we could be in big, big trouble. But if they can stay healthy, I actually like this roster from top to bottom. And I'm very naive because <laughs> I, I feel like I say this every off-season, this sort of time of year, and I'm usually let down massively. Um, but, I, I mean, I, I'm I, I'm, what, I, I'm happy with, with the current rotation. I mean, listen, don't get me wrong. I would love to see a Giannis or... or, or Nikola Jokic or something on his team. Of course I would. I'm not saying that, but like we spoke about before, for what we could have done, I think we've done really well. So I'm, yeah. I'm quite happy, I think. 
That, that's ask, ask me again in November. <laughs> well, yeah, but that, that's without blowing it up. The only other option would have been to to break up or and and restructure that way. But um, yeah, when when they said they weren't going to do that and they didn't do that, then they had to kind of just do what they could to bolster what they had in that core three. And I think they've done a good job of that. Yeah, I agree, hundred percent. Yeah, it sort of feels like the odd man out out of that ten man could be Ayo. Mm. Um, you know, obviously we've again we've spoke about the Ayo resigning. What do you make of that one, then, Jimmy? I, I, I'm happy, honestly, and I, I feel like a hypocrite, hypocrite because I kind of said towards the end of last season this this cannot be the same team going into next season. It, it just cannot be. Something's got to change. Obviously, they have made changes, but I felt like every time they kept a play with Vooch, I was happy. Oh, thank God we kept Vooch. Kobe, brilliant. I'm so glad we kept Kobe. Now we've got to re-sign Io. I, I'm a big fan of Io. I was like, well, we've got to re-sign. And then when we signed him, I'm really happy. And I'm thinking, well, hang on a minute. Like, I wanted all these changes, but now I'm happy because we're keeping the players we had last season. But uh, I, I like, I, I'm, I honestly really like Io. I think he's shown in small flashes, how good a player he can be. I love his energy. He's still young. Um, there's there's time to get consistency in his game and give him a bit more responsibility, maybe, uh, as things go on. So, yeah, I, I'm happy with the IO signing, personally. Or extension, I should say, not signing. Yeah. Um, yeah, we were kind of torn. Um, we were kind of saying, you know, I wouldn't be overly upset if IO left wouldn't be too upset if Io stayed. And, uh, and you know, obviously he's he's stayed. Um, as we discussed previously on another podcast, uh, maybe for a little bit more than I would have liked. I thought he maybe got slightly overpaid on what I kind of expected him to get. Not massively, but a little bit. Um, but that being said, I mean, my only concern with Io is we have extended him. We have paid him X amount of money. Is that for another player that's just going to sit on the bench? You know, and that's the big worry I have. I think it's fair to have that worry. The way, like we said, the way that Billy likes to use his players or, or not use them, as the case may be. I don't know. I, I hope not. I hope they use him and I hope he grows. Listen, these players aren't going to grow if you don't play them. So I know it's difficult. You've got to try and keep everyone happy and, and you, you want to play your best team. But... If you want these players to grow, that's, that's the reason we got them, right? It's the reason we drafted them or, 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 or traded for them or signed them or whatever the case may be. You, you have to play them. And I listen, the Dale and Terry, I'm not going to be too upset if Dale and Terry doesn't see too many minutes this year. Uh, I, I really like him. And again, I love his energy. But there's a, there's a lot of rust on Dale and Terry, I think, personally. Um, he's, he's nowhere near sort of the calibre of player we all would like him to be, I, I don't think, personally. So I'm OK if Dalian doesn't get too many minutes this year. Next year, I'd hope that would change. Um, I, th I, I hope Io does. I, I really do. I, I think it it would hurt his development if he doesn't. And I, th I honestly think he could be a really good player in this league. I'm not saying a, an MVP player or nothing like that, don't get me wrong, but a, a really solid, solid NBA player, given the chance. Yeah, hopefully. I mean, obviously, as you can see going across the bottom, Neil's put about Julian Phillips as well. You know, obviously, go back to the draft. Um, what did you make of that pick up? And what we saw of him in Summer League, I guess. I, I didn't see it coming. Um, I mean, I, I was glad they traded their way into the draft. I mean, it, it was nice that they were doing something, right? They were being active, which is what we all wanted them to be. Um, chance of getting a, a first round pick or a, a solid top 10 first round pick I think was was very very unlikely I mean it, I always feel that we're going to do something I'm, I'm quite naive into it I'm like something big's going to happen and, and, and it never generally does so it was nice to see them actually active and get into it they obviously liked Phillips um but again I, I, I I'll be surprised if he gets too many minutes this season uh, and he he didn't wow in summer league um mm. Yeah, I, I don't know. I, I'll be surprised if he gets too many minutes, to be honest. Yeah, I, I mean, my sort of last one on on the off-season is 
the two-way players. Um, obviously, like we just said, summer league and stuff like that. Do you, you know, have you got paid much attention to the two-way deal? I know they're sort of on the team, but not on the team as such. But obviously, you've got what uh, Justin Lewis, Adama Sonogo, and <laughs> that's the one. <laughs> the Turk, the Turkish fella. Yeah. But yeah. um, well, I, I knew very, very little about the the Turkish guy, and I will. I promise, I will learn to say his name because I feel disrespectful saying that. Um, but you put that video up on him, which was great. I mean, I loved watching it. I think this this kid could be a lot of fun, but you could make a, a, a three, four, five-minute video on a lot of top, top basketball players yeah. at any level, BBL level, what have you, and it could make them look like the best players in the world. So, uh, you know, you can't take too much into that, but he, he certainly looks like he'll be a lot of fun. And by all accounts, he's not afraid of a, of a, of a you know, a tussle. So... But again, I don't see him getting on the floor. I think he'll he'll do hopefully do really well for the Windy City Bulls. Um, but I'll be shocked if he gets again too many minutes on an NBA court. If I'm being honest, and listen, I hope I'm wrong. I would love nothing more than for another European player to go over there and absolutely wow uh, out, out of nowhere as well. But I, I'd be very surprised. Yeah, and then obviously you know, Justin Lewis. She doesn't seem to be having much luck. Um, obviously, got this was it an ankle sprain in summer league when you know a lot of Bulls Nation was excited to see him. And this should have been the year where we potentially do see him. Um, but obviously, with his ACL tear last year, sort of back at square one. Imagine we're going to see a lot of him at Windy City. Um, I mean, we've already sort of mentioned that we're going to try and watch a lot more Windy City and cover that side of it a little bit more just to bring attention to Bitim and yeah stuff like that um you know what is, is Justin Lewis someone that you thought had the potential I think initially yeah I think again a lot of people probably did and again it's just injuries they suck I mean it's it's, it's horrible to see because, um, again, I'm not saying he would be in the starting rotation or anything like that, but he had the promise to be a, a decent impact player off the bench, I, th I think, personally. Um, certainly a lot of, from what I read, were saying the same thing. So, yeah, that, that sucks for him. And it's just, no, again, no luck at all. I, I hope he can get lucky, get healthy, stay on the court and work his way up and again be the be the player a lot of people hope he, he will be um i mean i don't know how, how old is he do we know uh early 20s i think he's so 21 he's, maybe he's yeah. still young right so it's he's got time on his side so yeah hopefully that works out for him um i quite like sonogo as well um yeah. but again i don't see him seeing much nba time <laughs> Unless Vooch or <laughs> Dre get injured, and he could be the plug-in player, I guess he he could well be that, yeah. Um, but you know, let's be honest, Billy would probably rather play Caruso at the five than than bring someone like that up. Um, yeah, who knows? <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, we get far too excited over the the sort of two-way deals, and obviously, like Javon Freeman, Liberty in summer league and stuff like that. Um, you know, I've said before, I love the underdog. I love that. You know, it's, it's where Crusoe started, wasn't it? It was the G League and stuff yep. like that. You know, all defensive and stuff like that now. So I just like to see, you know, the potential and then the follow the journey, basically. Um, I mean, we haven't had much, much luck with that recently. So fingers I crossed. think the trouble is you've got Billy Donovan in charge, who is very stuck in his ways and. I don't ever see, like we've just touched on, the likes of Dalen, Justin Lewis, Sonogo, any of those guys under Billy Donovan really getting a, a real shot, a legitimate shot. Um, you know, they might get garbage time. It's just, you, you can't take anything off that, in my opinion, personally. I know that's their time to shine, but listen, when you're coming off the bench in three minutes left of a game that's, that's dead, that's 
it, it, it can't be nice, right? These guys believe that they're the best. That's why they're at the top. And and it's kind of, I get that's part of the game, but it's almost a bit degrading. I, 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 I don't know. It, it's a weird one, isn't it? It's how, how can they really, you could argue they should be up for it regardless, but yeah. it must be tough to be up for a game when you're 20 points down with three minutes to go or something. I, I, I know their mentality is a lot different to, to <laughs> us, but yeah, it, it's a strange one. But I, I don't think, you know, if Caruso had been at the Windy City Bulls, would he have made it into the league with Billy Donovan as our coach? Well, yeah. yeah, I think that's a, that's a fair question. I think I think Billy just writes the names of each player, one on each finger of his hand. And when he starts running out of fingers, he panics a bit and doesn't know what to do because he never seems to go past the nine or ten man rotation. No. No, and you look at other teams bringing, you know, Lakers have got history of it with Caruso. Look at uh, Austin Reeves now as well. Uh, and there's other teams that have done it and bought these absolute diamonds out of the rough, out of nowhere. And I just don't think Billy's that guy. Um, yeah, I, I feel for the younger guys coming to the balls because I kind of just don't feel they're really going to get a shot. But, you know, hopefully I'm wrong. We'll see. But hopefully it's not due to injury at the same time. <laughs> That, that seems to be about the only way they do get the chance, though. So it's kind of one of those double-edged swords, really, isn't it? Mm. Yeah, it's tough. Yeah, I mean, I've got nothing else on, on the off-season. I don't know if you have, Neil. Uh, not so much the off-season, just more um, something that came up kind of this week. Um, apparently an insider, uh, you know, we all know these inside sources that don't give any names or anything, but apparently an insider came out saying that um, P-Will has said that he's you know put on 15 pounds of muscle he's he's got leaner um and he's got his head into the right into the right place for this upcoming season and that we're going to see a real breakout from from p will so i guess the question is what's your take on that what do you feel about p will is he going to go the way you know the positive bulls nation tend to think about him or is he going to go the way the negative bulls nation tend to think about him ah it's tough because I try not to read too much into these stories, uh, off-season stories. I mean, I'm a massive Lowry Markkinen fan. Always was when he was here, even when he wasn't doing great. And then you, you, I remember seeing him one off-season and he had bulked right up and he'd been in the gym. And it was like, this is this is the year that Lowry Markkinen is going to go all in. He's going to be aggressive. He's got the size now. And it just didn't happen. So I, I try not to, and I might tweet differently, but sometimes I tweet a little bit tongue in cheek. Um, so I try not to read too much into it. I think I think for Patrick Williams, a lot of it is a mental thing. Um, we all know he's more than capable of being a really, really good player. I mean, the players that, that have spoken about him, LeBron James, Kawhi Leonard, they, Chris Pauls, they all speak very highly about Patrick Williams, the player he could be, and but we we don't see it. We certainly don't see it often. Mm. Um, I think. Listen, it must be difficult, right? You're on the court with Zach Levine, Demar Derozan, and Vucevic. They're they're your three attacking guys, right? That's where your ball's going. But you've got to be aggressive in yourself. You you've got to want it. You've got to. You've got to stand up a bit more. And I know you've got to show respect to these guys as well, but you also need to have confidence in yourself, in your own ability. And you need to demand the ball a bit more. You need to, I think personally, he needs to do more for himself, be a bit more selfish. And I know it's a team game and of course you want all your players to just care about the team. But I think for us to be, to take the next leap, we need Patrick Williams to really step up. And I, I think that's been an ongoing thing. Uh, it's not a secret. A lot of people say that. So I, I think he needs confidence. We all know he's a quiet guy. He doesn't show too much emotion, but he needs just to believe in himself a bit more, I think, personally, for him to take. I think it's in there. Well, we know it's in there. We've seen it. It's similar to Larry Markham, right? We all saw what Larry could do on his day. He was aggressive as hell. And, you know, now he's an all-star. Uh, so it is in there. And it's the same with Patrick Williams. And yeah, I just hope he makes it in a Bulls uniform and not gets... Tra I don't think they're trading. I don't think AK's going to trade him. That was their first draft pick, wasn't it? So yeah. that's their baby. I, I can't see them ever trading him, to be truthful. But we need to see him seriously step up. And it has to be this year because we can't... 
excuse me, we can't keep on about he's only 19, he's only 20, he's only because before you know it, he's going to be 26, 27, and we're still saying the same thing. So it, it, it does kind of feel like if you're going to step up, this is the year. This is it now. Do it. Yeah. Um, and I agree with a lot of what you're saying. Um, and I'm a massive P. Will fan, as you may or may not know, but Matt is probably sick of me barking on about um, P. Will all the time and his uh, sexy rainbows. But <laughs> um, is, there, is there kind of a concern that it will get to a point where if he doesn't take that step, that um, the Bulls will eventually just say, well, do you know what? We just can't wait any longer. Do you think that that's like two years, three years, five years, not on the cards at all? I don't believe they will. I really don't. Um, and listen, when his contract runs out, maybe they don't come to an agreement. But I, I don't see them trading him. I, I, I really don't. And I think if they did, or if he did go somewhere else, I do think you, you're looking at another Larry Markkinen situation where he absolutely thrives, personally. Yeah, so, but, I mean, Larry had to find the right system, right? Of I course. You went to Cleveland and it, it, yeah. it's not like it was a massive jump as soon as he left Chicago. No, no. He had his transition year, as it were, in Cleveland before he finally, you know, went, as Big Dave always says, went home um, to Utah. And then uh, he took off then because it was in the right system for him. Is there a possibility that we're just doing Pat Will wrong uh, and that he he needs to be in a different system and that this system just won't work for him and he is going to have a breakout, but he'll never have it in a Bulls uniform unless the system changes? I think that's definitely a possibility, yeah. I mean, listen, we, we touched on it a minute ago. Like, Billy Donovan is a stubborn, stubborn coach. And I'm not saying he's a bad coach. There's a lot of stuff he does that I don't agree with. But like I said to you before, I've not got a basketball mind. So I I... I, who am I to call out these guys, right? Um, but there's certain times when I think, well, if I'm seeing the obvious and, and other people are, are saying what I'm seeing as well, why is he not seeing it? And, and and that's my frustration with Billy Donovan. I think a lot of people's frustration with him is sometimes he just doesn't do the obvious because he's so stuck in his ways. So, yeah, absolutely, that there's a chance that this is just not the right setup for him. And and possibly Io as well. Mm-hmm. Who knows? But well, Io's from Chicago. <laughs> Billy Donovan's not. That's fair. <laughs> as soon as you've brought P. Will up again, um, <laughs> again, there, there was a question on Bulls Talk. I think it come from the mailbag somewhere along the lines, and it was something along the lines of, "What would be more important to Bulls?" P. Will having a most improved season or Zach having an MVP season? So, there's the question. <laughs> For me, it's easy. It's P. Will. Yeah, I mean, it's the most realistic one. Yeah, well, it's a it is. much chance of Zach becoming an MVP, but I mean, if Zach could get anywhere near MVP contention, then someone's going right, basically. Um, but yeah, it's more. I think it's more important now that P will does take that step, and mm-hmm. I don't think he's going to be in most improved contention or sixth man contention where wherever he ends up falling. But he's just, he's got to have that internal improvement, and he. Do you know what I mean? It, it doesn't matter what the rest of the league see in P will. It's what we see in him. I think as mm-hmm. fans and. As you mentioned before, Jimmy, if he has to come off the bench, I mean, it's like I've always said, to me, there's too much emphasis gets put on the starters. Mm. Because you could have somebody come off the bench and play 30 minutes, whereas he could have a starter play 15 minutes. Do you know what I mean? It's it's about setting the tone, isn't it? And if P. Will's not there to set the tone, but he can come off the bench and reset the tone, I guess, is a way of putting it. You know, it, it doesn't matter if Tory Craig gets them starting minutes. Or the starting roles, you know what I mean? It's yeah. Um, I think P. Will's going to be a a figure of frustration for a long time. To be fair, certainly in my eyes, anyway. Yeah, you wait and see. <laughs> I think you saying about that, it, it, it doesn't matter if you start in it. It's it's like what I just said about. I mean, my favourite player is Alex Caruso, and I want him coming off the bench. 
it's it's not a it's not a it's not a negative on the player at all in my opinion it's just the different like you just said uh, Matt the different impacts they can have coming off the bench you can just impact the game completely differently and it's yeah I mean like I said before I'm not against Patrick Williams coming off the bench or Tory Craig I mean I I would happily start with either of them I, I think yeah we'll just see how it goes but Billy has to in my opinion has to be prepared to if it's not going to plan, change it. You know, put Patrick Williams on the bench, and and you you, you can't be stuck in your own ways. You know, you've got to be a bit more open. But that's the frustrating thing with Billy Donovan. That's the biggest frustrating thing for me. Yeah, I mean, we've said a few times that we don't want to see Caruso in the starting lineup either. No. Um, just purely because, like you say, we think he's better coming off the bench. Yeah, you know. He's obviously got a very high basketball IQ, and you know everyone says he's that extra coach. Mm-hmm. You know, and he kind of maybe needs that five minutes at the start to work out how the game's going, so that he knows what he can do when he comes in to impact a game. Yeah, yeah. And we know what he's going to do. He's going to stand there. He's going to take charges. He's going to get his hands in. He's, you know, um, and yeah, I just think. Well, the next sort of question to sort of finish it off is. What was your expectations or early expectations? I know they'll probably change come October. But see, I, I, I'm the eternal optimist, but in my head, I'm also the realist. And it turns out the second part's never actually true at all. Um, I think realistically, I think we're at, at best a sixth seed this season. I think there's. The East is so strong. I think if you offered me the sixth seed now, I would I would rip your arm off 100%. I think that would be a really good seed. Whereas last season, I, I felt we were, we could be a home court team. I thought we were, were fourth seed. But that's, that's not realistic at all this year, in my opinion. Yeah, I think six to, six to eight, I think, is respectable. With, with what we have. I mean, you have to go off last season, right? Absolute disaster. So, I, I don't know. Yeah, I mean, I would be over the moon with a sixth seed. I, I I wouldn't be buzzing with an eighth, don't get me wrong, but I guess I would take it. It's an improvement on what we just had. So, yeah. Yeah, I mean, obviously, as we get closer to the season, we'll give proper expectations, I guess. But we have kind of sort of said fifth seed at best. very best, do you know what I mean? And anywhere between fifth and it's got to me you've got to be anywhere between fifth and eighth. We can't mm. be languishing around nine and ten again. Obviously there's a lot still to happen in the East. James Harden, Dame Lillard, all that. That's gonna have a, an impact. But when you look at the teams as they are now, for me we've got better than the teams that were around us last season, obviously for the you know Sixers could end up completely exploding with depending on what goes on with Harden. Mm-hmm. You know if the the panic trade him or they keep him and he don't want to be there and all that sort of stuff, you, you know you, they could quite easily fall. Obviously Boston, they changed their identity, aren't they, by getting rid of Marcus Smart mm-hmm. and bringing in Porzingis. Is that going to work? He's not working. I, I just. I just don't think you can ever write Boston off. I think they always show up, don't they? I say always. On the whole, they show up. It's, even when you think they're not going to, they're always there or thereabouts. That's true. But putting a bit of faith into Port Zingas is, is proven to be a bit of a bad move for a couple mm. of teams. He tends to pick up injuries and, and they they tend to drag on a bit. Um, and that could end up hurting them maybe. Or if he has a healthy season, he could end up being one of the best moves in the East, I guess. Yeah, and obviously they're throwing a hell of a lot of money at Brown and oh, Tatum. Yeah, just... crazy money at Jalen Brown. Crazy money. And it, there's not a Boston Celtic fan out there that will tell you that was a bad deal. But wow, every fan of it, the fan of every other team is shocked at the money they threw at him. It, it seems to be the way. But, you know, at the same time, everybody like in Bulls Nation anyway was shocked at how much money was, was given to, to Zach. This has made Zach's deal look pretty reasonable. Oh. It's a very team-friendly deal, Zags. Right. And what this has done essentially is it's now created a precedent moving forward, especially Mm. with the new, you know, player agreements. So um, this has set a precedent for other teams going forward. We'll start to see more and more contracts along that vein than 
what we saw with Zach and with other players. And uh, all of a sudden, we'll, we'll start to look like we've we've done all right. <laughs> but um, for now, that's the first one, so it's the shocking one. But I think there's going to be other players following suit with that kind of money too. Yeah. Um, like I say, it's obviously hard to give you expectations when we haven't seen the full the full roster. So, like I say, they probably will change come October yeah. and they'll probably definitely change come December. But, um, you know... Hopefully for the better. <laughs> uh, I mean, I've, I've got nothing else. I don't know if you have, Neil. No, nothing else. Just Unless a quick one. Did you guys see um, the uh, Luke Longley yes. documentary? I mean, what did you think of that? Uh, I thought it was very good. I thought he came across very, very well. Um, I mean, I always had a bit of a soft spot for Luke anyway. Um, but uh, I thought he, he came across as just like the kind of guy you'd like to sit down and have a pint and a chat with. Really nice guy. Yeah, I, I wish it had gone on longer, to be honest. I mean, it was what, like uh, four episodes, like 10 to 13 yeah. minutes each. Yeah. Uh, when I heard it was four episodes, I was like, oh, this is going to be insane. And then uh, when I realised they were only like 10 to 13 minutes, I was like, ah, okay. So it's basically yeah. one episode. Um, yeah. well, the one thing I love what he said was about the reunion. They haven't mm. had a reunion yet. I mean, how awesome would that be? I know the chances of it happening are super slim, but could you imagine if you could get all of those guys back together just for a, a one-off hour show and then let them go and drink the night away or whatever they want to do? But that would be awesome, wouldn't it? It would be pretty cool, but I think there's one person that wouldn't show up, to be honest. Yeah, I agree, yeah. <laughs> the guy the guy that's been out playing pickup ball today or yesterday. <laughs> Is he Did playing pickup did you no, not it's... see that? No, he no, was no. in, um, oh God, where was he? Uh, I don't know, somewhere or other. There was just people playing pickup on the street and apparently he just randomly pulled up. Michael Jordan just randomly pu- pulled up and, and started shooting with him and stuff, yeah. Imagine is that, that. Not, is that not an old clip? Cause oh, Tom was Br- it? Yeah, I think I've seen that go around before. So. Oh, um, it literally come out today, I think. Um I forget where it was now. I'll quickly try and find it. Like I think Bahamas I shared or it. Barbados or somewhere. I think it was the Bahamas. Yeah, not Glasgow where I'm stuck. I know that one. <laughs> yeah, oh, it's not going to load now. But yeah, I think you're right. I think it was Bahamas. Yeah, that yeah. does ring a bell now. But yeah, um, obviously on that reunion, um, I know Peck was uh, quite thingy about it last week. Did you see the video that Pippen put out on Instagram about been a champion and there was not one clip of MJ in it. Yeah. Really? I didn't uh, see that. Yeah, it was back end of last week maybe. And I know Peck got quite um quite excited by it, shall we say? Oh <laughs> uh, wow. So yeah, yeah, I think if um MJ was there, I don't think Pip would be there, put it that way. Yeah. It was verse. quite interesting what Ku Coach said about uh, uh, Coach Longley said about um about Pippen. And he kind of said that he was very, always very caring towards him. And he knew when you need an arm around your shoulder and yeah, he would give you a bit of, of, of stick, but he would also give you a hug afterwards and stuff. And I think his words are something like, like, I always felt that Scotty cared. And then he said, and I still do. Yeah. I thought yeah. that was quite interesting. There's obviously quite a good relationship there. Um, but did you see the documentary that the Australian TV show did after the last dance on Luke Longley? Yeah, because he wasn't involved in that. That was really interesting as well. Yeah. And obviously, MJ flew over, didn't he, and was part of that, which which was quite cool. But um, yeah, yeah, it was interesting to sort of him to say that about Pippen. That he, he still believes, you know, they've obviously still got quite a good relationship, I guess. But yeah, yeah, there's no problem between Longley and Pippen. It's just the other two. <laughs> it still kills me though. It still kills me. It worked. <laughs> got a six title, so. Well, yeah, well, they got on back then, though, didn't they? <laughs> Apparently. <laughs> Apparently so, allegedly. <laughs> but no, I mean, I've got nothing else. I don't know if any of you two have. I'm good. Jamie, anything you want to add? Don't think so. We're all good. Let's just see what October brings, right? Yeah. Exactly. I feel like we're getting close now. Probably the, the weather doesn't help, right? Because it doesn't feel like summer. So it feels like we're going into autumn already. So um... Yeah. Yeah, yeah we, we mentioned that last week that we're not feeling like we're in summer, so it does feel a lot closer. It's been awful. But 
Yeah. Could I win the lottery? By the way, if I win the lottery, the three of us are going out to Bulls Fest next week. Sounds good. <sighs> Yeah. I've been working on it, so uh, it's not coming yet. But if it does, we'll all go. <laughs> but yeah, I'll let you um, give your handles and all that, Jimmy, and let us know or let everyone know where we can find you. Surely yeah, I'm on uh, Twitter and Instagram. Don't use Instagram as much as I probably should. I've been saying that for about three years, and I still haven't changed. Um, but it's just at UK Chicago Balls. Yeah, um, you know, and obviously, yeah, thanks for joining us. Um, Thanks for having us. Really enjoyed it, guys. Again, thank you. Yeah, that's no, been good. We said we'd we'd make it happen and sort of move forward with everything, and this is just the next step in it. So, absolutely. I say thanks for joining, and um, yeah, as usual, I've been Matt. You can find me on Twitter at Matt C Red UK, and you can follow us on all the socials at C Red UK. And you can find me on Twitter at Neil C Red UK. Thanks once again to everyone for tuning in and Jimmy for joining us. Whether you're watching or listening, please subscribe and review and give us the uh, thumbs up there on YouTube. From Matt, myself and Jimmy, remember it's the Chicago Bulls thing wherever you are in the world. Until next time, see red people. The percolator. It's time for the percolator. Percolator.